You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 22, Mina Mechanic slash Bad Kitty. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. On this episode, we have Mina Mechanic. Mina is the brand director for Bad Kitty and has been pole dancing for nearly a decade. On this episode, we talk about Mina's history with pole and how she connected with Bad Kitty to help create their pole fit line of pole wear, how she left her big corporate job to join Bad Kitty full time, and how she has been working with the brand to evolve and remain relevant not just within the pole community, but also to project pole in a positive light to the general non-polling public. And as always, check out the blog at poleparlor.com for Mina's post-podcast interview where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Pole Parlor shop. So now, without further delay, here's Mina. Welcome, Mina Mechanic, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. So let's jump right in. For how long have you been polling, and how did you first discover pole dance? Yeah, so I've been polling for, I think, about nine years or so now. Um, and it all kind of started when I was I was in Palm Springs with some girlfriends, and we were at like a a club like a regular dance club and we happened to see a pole there and we're like oh my god a pole like let's do something on there and like I got up and realized like I literally had no idea what to do like not a single clue so I was like that's kind of bad like I should know something to do on a pole and so a girlfriend of mine decided we were going to try class and so we signed up for a class at S Factor and when you take your first class there they have all the kind of instructors do like a little demo of some more advanced moves. And once I saw them do their demo, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to do all of that. Like I need to master this and I need to start like ASAP. So I like signed up for classes and I got a pole in my house and I just like right away became obsessed. I love that. You see a pole and the first thing that comes in your head, like I should know what to do in this situation. Right. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but maybe that n- not everyone initially thinks that, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's wrong with me? Cause I think one of my friends could at least do a little spin or something. And I was just like, gosh, I don't even know how to do the slightest thing. So should think that. <laughs> that's awesome. And so this was in Los Angeles. You lived in Los Angeles when you started um, I think actually, gosh, no, I, th- oh yeah, I lived in Los Angeles when I first started pole dancing. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I'm just, it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. So I'm just remembering <laughs> that. Yeah. I lived in LA and I lived in a little apartment and I remember when I got my first pole, um, my boyfriend at the time who was now my husband, like helped me put it up and, you know, I like right away, like showed him everything I could do. And he's like, well, you're pretty good, you know, which at the time I, I wasn't very good. Um. I mean, compared to now anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For a but, beginner. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was just like so addicting. The fact that there was like always so many new things to learn and I was meeting so many people from it. Um, not just from taking class, but like once I mentioned that I do it, people would be like, Oh, I know someone else who does it. And so like one connection would lead to another. And I would just find all these like-minded girls, you know, like my, um, girlfriend set just expanded like really big right? I didn't to have that many girlfriends, you know? Um, and, it, and right away I just got so many good opportunities out of it. Like I, um, one of my first pole girlfriends was Nicole, the pole Williams. And I met up with her and we started like playing around together. And she w- was starting a studio at the time. She was actually just renting space and putting up poles. And she was like, do you want to teach for me? So I started teaching at, you know, all, after only doing pole for maybe a year or so. Oh, and, wow. uh, that was like kind of my jump start into getting better really fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, you could be considered an expert for only pulling for a year because that was like the pioneer days. Right. Yeah. And I had a little bit of a background in gymnastics and dance and I was really hungry to like just do the advanced tricks. So like when my teacher wasn't looking at S-Factor, she would like go to the bathroom. I would just like try to go upside down and do stuff that wasn't (laughs) allowed in a level one class, you know? So I was just like trying to, you know, get better really fast. And eventually I found people to train with that could kind of like work with me on that kind of a level. Yeah. So how soon did that start? Because I know you you started performing and competing. So how did you get into that? Yeah. So after being at Spectre for a little while, I found out about Beast Bun and started going to Beast Bun and being with Leanne and all the Beast Bun girls kind of, you know, helped me get better uh, much faster. And then I um, found out about one of the first pole competitions, which I believe was called Pole Superstar or Pole Star. And it was in New York and they had um, only selected like six people to compete in it. And I somehow got to be one of those people against people like Marlo Fiskin, Alethea Austin. Um, And I was just like shocked that I had made it and they flew us to New York and took care of our accommodations. And I was just super nervous. You know, I was like backstage, like seeing Marlo for the first time, like stretch backstage was just intimidating by itself. And, um, when I did that competition, Bad Kitty was actually sponsoring it. And at the time, Bad Kitty just kind of sold exotic wear. Um, and they didn't really know about pole fitness, like the way it was, um, displayed at that competition. And Jack and Trisha were there and that's when I first met them and they were like, Whoa, this is like a whole different thing. You know, they were like, you girls are like gymnasts on a pole and this exotic wear that we're providing is not really what you need. Like you need something more than this. And we want to figure out what it is and we want to work with you. So that night of that competition, um, I didn't place, but I had an amazing time. Um, anyways, that's how I met them. And we had a big conversation. I had a big conversation with Jack that night and he had told me all his ideas about, you know, what he wanted to do with pole fitness and help out and, you know, create something just for pole dancers. And I was like, this sounds really awesome. I would love to work with you. And that was kind of my initial, um, introduction to Bad Kitty. Ah, okay. And so, um, it's really funny, A, that they sponsored a competition that they didn't even really know what to expect from it. So right. that says something right there. And this, we talk, um, last week we had Carol Helms on and she was also in this competition. Um, and so just from talking to people in this podcast, I've never actually researched this, but I feel like I'm almost getting there to know the six people that were included. So it was Carlo <laughs> Fiskin, 
It was you. It was Carol Helms. It was Alethea Austin. It was Janine Butterfly who won it. Oh, you're talking about USPDF, yes. I think. Yeah, I'm talking about something before oh, this that. Was before. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I'm I, I do got remember USPDF too. Yeah. Okay. Um, who yeah. won this one that you were in then? It was actually so the poll superstar I did, I believe it was like maybe um, sponsored by S Factor or someone involved. That um, the girl's name, I want to say, was Becca. She isn't someone who's super popular in the pole industry anymore. Okay. Um, she was an S Factor girl and she won that competition. I don't think gotcha. anyone would like, I don't even remember what her name Okay, was. yes, I'm getting this one beat, confused. Like, and you know who else was in it? Sarah Credle. Do you remember her? I heard the name, but I yeah. don't, I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the other. Oh, you know who else was in it? Becca Butcher. Okay. I don't know remember her but yeah it was so long ago I want to say it was um you know 2008 or 2009 yeah okay so now I have to do the research I'm going to put in the show notes links to both of these so I can keep it straight and so for everyone listening can keep them straight because I thought it was at the the competition where you first met bad kitty but actually it was the the pole star where you met that kitty. It wasn't yes. the, the following right. one. Okay. Yeah, because Carol met them after I did. So that's, I that's see. for that's, her story. That's what I was confusing. Okay. Yeah, and there's videos from pole um, superstar all online, and I'll find mine, and it'll help yes. us with all the other ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm putting that in the show notes too. I love seeing the the old ones. Okay, so you met Bad Kitty a little earlier, and so. Um, that's interesting because how you said that they were like exotic, exotic yeah. pole clothes. And, but that's really cool. They were willing to get into it. So who were the first people that they connected with in like the pole fitness world to, to team with? Yeah. So they connected originally with me and Alethea after that competition. And Alethea didn't go on to work with them on the level that I did. But um after bringing me on, they also brought in Estee Zakar and Carol Helm. So we were kind of the first three, um, and we were all brand directors from the get-go, and we all gave a bunch of feedback on what we needed, you know, how um, how we train, you know, what kind of clothes would be suiting for what we do. And so that's how we created the Pole Fit line. Um, and and it what was, year was that? Um, I think that was probably in maybe 2009. Okay. Yeah. Um, approximately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, when they did sponsor that first competition and the type of stuff they were selling, you know, it was really kind of sexy wear and like they showed me this awesome bikini that was like metallic with rhinestones on it and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I love this. There's no way I can pull dance in it, but I'll wear it for the award ceremony. And I just, uh, I, I did, and I just loved the outfit. It was just like one of those like crazy bikinis that will just like turn everybody's eyes. But yeah, what we realized is that it wouldn't work for pole dancing, and we needed something that definitely wasn't going to um, give a nip slip or you know show too much skin. Shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it had to cover up, you know, for the crazy splits and stuff that we do. So, yeah, we just, um, you know, all three of us, me, Carol, and Esty, made some trips to Arizona where Jack and Trisha um, were working out of their home office at the time. And we just sat down and, like, um, brainstormed design ideas and whatnot. And we worked with the designer, and that's when we made the first couple pole fit items. And, 
you know, it was just, I think, like, maybe three tops and three bottoms and all black. And that was where the line started. You know, I still have some of those items and I still have some items that like never made it to, um, you know, to, to, to print sale, because yeah, yeah <laughs> they just didn't work out. But that's what I love about them. They beta test everything and make sure that it like meets the standards of actual pole dancers. That's important. Super important. Yeah. Um, so what was you, you're still with bad kitty. Now. Yeah. And so what, like, how, how has your relationship with them evolved since 2008, 2009? I mean, so much has changed. So when I first started, um, you know, working with them, I had a full-time job and I worked at Red Bull for years while I was working with them. And, you know, that job at Red Bull was super demanding. Um, you know, I was working like, you know, 9am to 6pm or longer every weekday and just had a lot of responsibilities. So like I just worked with Bad Kitty however I could, you know, I would um, call them on my lunch breaks or talk to them on the weekends and fly out there on the weekends. And, you know, it, it became more and more I would be involved with Pole Expo and whatnot. And, you know, Bad Kitty as a company just ended up growing so much, you know, they were like really one of the first ones to be like a, a brand just for pole dancers. And so, after a couple of years of launching pole fit, um, you know, they approached me and they're like, we have expanded enough. Like we want to bring you on full time. Um, and with your marketing background, you know, you would be a great fit here. Like, you know, not just as a brand ambassador or brand director, but you know, as our director of marketing. And so that was huge for me because I was like, wow, that's what I'm doing, you know, for my career and what I went to school for and everything. But for a, a brand that I love that involves something I love, such as pole dancing, you know, it was really just such a unique and like uh, great opportunity. So it was hard for me to leave my job because I just had, you know, a good salary, great benefits. Like, you know, I was building up my role there. And so it was definitely hard to leave. And I felt like I was taking a risk. But, you know, looking back on it, it was the best decision of my life. Like I couldn't be more happy with the lifestyle I have now, you know, and you know, being able to do what I love every day. It's priceless. Yeah. So what's your title now? What's your role? In- yeah. So um, my technical title is director of marketing, but it, but really, um, you know, they consider me a partner because I've, just, I've been with them from the get go and I do so much more than just marketing. I have a say in like almost every decision <laughs> that gets made, you know, like Trisha and Jack call me up all the time and they're like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What should we do here? You know, and I'm always giving feedback on what I think is best for the brand. So it goes beyond just marketing decisions. It's just entire company decisions. And it's it's one of the really cool things of working with a small company. You know, it's like our team is so small that we can be nimble and we can make huge decisions on our own. And, you know, we can drive the direction of the company as opposed to you know, when I worked at such a big corporation, I was just like one little ant, like screaming for my uh, opinion to be heard, you know. Yeah. So it's really cool um, working for a company that's um, small and nimble and, you know, able to, you know, accomplish things like right off the bat whenever they want to put something new out, you know, we do it. How many people work for Bad Kitty? Um, it's about um, probably around uh, 10 to 15, I would say. Um and so we have, um, like, Jack, uh, Trisha's brother is our, Tommy is our wholesale rep. 
Um, so he handles all of our wholesale accounts, which there's almost 3,000 of them. Oh um, and then we have Courtney, who is um, kind of like the office manager, um, and she handles all of our customer service or most of our customer service. Um, and then we have a number of people that work in shipping and receiving. And then we even have um, all our, our back office where all our manufacturing is done at the Bad Kitty headquarters. And you should definitely do a, a like a Skype walkthrough of the headquarters because it's really cool to be there because they have like the showroom. They have like everyone's offices are decorated with cat stuff everywhere. And then the back room is where all of our sewers are. And that's where they cut all the material. And you can see how everything is made. And that's really cool. And so um, the the sewers like and uh, designers and everything are kind of like their own um, contracted workers. So, um, yeah, you, this would be like a bigger conversation if you wanted to like see the office and see how everything is made. It's really cool. Well, that's cool to hear that because they're in Arizona, just so everyone knows Mina works remotely from California. Um, and so, but it's cool that everything's done on site there. Yeah, it's really cool. Like getting to see, you know, the fabrics and the way they cut the fabrics, they cut like a bunch of them at once. And then the way they make the binding and everything, it's like you see it all go from scratch, you know, to finished product. And it's truly amazing. And when I was there, I was just there uh, about like two weeks ago and I sat with a designer and I talked about designs that I wanted to come out with and when she drew them up and I told her, you know, what I liked and didn't like. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go work on these now. And I was like, well, what do you mean? How are you going to do that? Like, how do you go from the drawing to the outfit? And she's like, well, I'm going to cut a pattern, you know, and then I'm going to, you know, get the pieces and I'm going to actually cut the fabric and then I'm going to sew it together and then I'll give you the first draft and you know you can try it on tell me what we need to change and it's just it's a really cool process to be involved in yeah yeah and I remember one time they posted like a little video from their office and it looked really cute (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) and if you want to see more from the office um, we also just launched our snapchat account so you can bad kitty usa on snapchat and that um, gives you like a better behind the scenes look at like every day in the office who, so who does your guys' social media? Is it shared or is it just you? Or it's mostly me. So um, you know things like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know that's easy for me to manage. Um, with Snapchat, you know you really need to like be in the here and now. So I passed off a lot of that to Courtney, our office manager there, and you know she's young and hip and cool, so she's really good. At that. <laughs> yeah. I swear I'm getting on Snapchat. I, I opened the account. I have the pole parlor game for, <laughs> for Snapchat. Now it's just trying to figure out how to even approach yeah, using it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's addicting, but you definitely <laughs> need someone to walk you through it. Because okay. like the first couple of times I used it, I was like, well, this doesn't seem like very much. But you have to figure out like just how to get the filters going and whatnot. All right. I need to find yeah. a teenager to help me out with this. <laughs> But it sounds like more and more people are joining, and I want to see more of The Office, so. Yeah, you should get on there. It'll be a huge, um, you know, uh, time suck for once you get on there. You're just going to be like, oh, who's, I mean, I follow all the Kardashians, I follow, like, Selena Gomez, like, I follow everybody on there, and I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? I need to, like, focus on something else instead of staring at my phone. It also drains your battery, so be careful for that. Uh, good warning. Are there any good pollers on it that could entice me? Um, I've been following Amy Hazel. Okay. She's a um, brand ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think Sam Star is on there as well. 
want to see her doing some handstands and stuff. Yeah, I should make a post because um, I, I, I don't follow enough pole dancers, so I, I should, you know, make a post on Facebook being like, hey, polers, like, let's yes. follow each other on Snapchat because I need to discover more of them. That's a good idea. Put that, yeah. post that on Facebook so we can all look for right. it and that we can all connect over there because isn't that sad? Like, I don't know how to connect on Snapchat to people on Snapchat. Yeah. I know it's like you can and it's harder to connect on there than it is like on Facebook you know it doesn't okay. show you like friends of friends or it anything does it? Okay. No, so you have to like know their username or have their phone number or like uh, take a picture of their snap code which is like your profile picture has all these dots on it and it's like your, yeah that I see people post oh that's what that is okay yeah just learning things <laughs> like a whole new education it is but yeah, you said it's fun, so I'm going to give it a go, um, and I will look for you. And so, and Amy Hazel, which speaking of, she is a Bad Kitty brand ambassador. Yeah, she's great. How do you guys choose brand ambassadors, and how many do you have now? Um, we have about 23, I believe, and you know, I feel like they kind of find us because, like, if everyone we've chosen have been like Bad Kitty fans, you know, they like wear the wore the clothes they um posted bad kitty pride on social media and so it becomes really apparent like who our ambassadors are before they're even official you know it's like those people who are hardcore posting all the time like really active in the community you know just like really a positive force um and so you know amy hazel for instance just always wore pole fit was always posting you know always had a smile on her face like just um, you know, she would literally just like, um, talk about her love for bad kitty products all the time. And so she was just like a natural fit. Um, and yeah, they come to us in different ways and we kind of discover people in different ways. And sometimes it comes through a suggestion, um, or like a, um, like Amy Hazel, actually, you know, I, you know, that I met her before she was really huge like she is now yeah. um and she's just so humble you know Good and just so eager to learn and I was like I told Bad Kitty I was like this girl like we got to get her like she's not only a super fan but she's really good and you know she's just young and hungry and like she'll be you know people will just be inspired by her so we look for people that are inspiring genuine um you know just active in the pole community active on social media um, and that's mostly it. Some people think it's based on how many competitions you've won and whatnot. And it's really not, you know, like competitions are a great way to get your name out there. And obviously it kind of helps, you know, who you are in the industry, but there's so many ways to do that. You know, you don't have to win a bunch of competitions to get sponsored. So yeah, it's really just about, you know, posting and showing your personality and getting out there and using the hashtag bad kitty pride. Exactly. Yes. And what's it mean to be a brand ambassador? Like what, what, what do they have responsibilities or is, yeah, like we don't put them into any kind of harsh contracts or anything. Um, but we do have kind of like a handshake contract where, you know, we ask them to like post regularly, they get all the free pull fit that they want. So literally like they can tell us at any time, like, you know, I need this top or I lost this top or I just like wear my nude lace like 10 times a day. So I need more of it. <laughs> so they get like all the free pull fit that they want and all they have to do is wear it and, you know, post photos and videos of themselves, um, you know, which 
which kind of cold answers naturally do anyways. And then every now and then we have things for them, like we set up photo shoots for them and we have like events for them. And, you know, sometimes we ask them to like, you know, contribute to a blog post or, you know, make a like infographic or just, you know, whatever it is. And we always try to do whatever they need back. So whether it's making a tour flyer for them or editing a video or a song, you know, we have resources. We have a great graphics designer, Pete, on our team uh, that uh, is kind of available to help help the brand ambassadors however they need. Uh, that's who Pete is. I've seen Pete around social media and I was like, I yeah. know his name's Pete and he works for Bad Kitty. He's the graphic designer. Got it. Yeah, he's that's great cool. because he, um, you know, he loves pole too. And he's kind of just like has the same mentality as all of we do about it and how empowering it is and how talented these girls are. And so he totally gets it. You know, like you, right. we don't have to explain anything to him. Like he gets it and he's just really easy to work with and super talented. Did he do the new logo? Um, actually, the new logo we came up with um, kind of differently. Like this time, we like uh, did we sourced it out to like over a thousand different graphic designers and oh sent them like a description of our brand and our company and kind of how we're looking, you know, to represent this like new age, you know, empowered woman. And um, that was one of the. Um, entries that we received and we kind of tweaked it a little bit to, to get it where it is now but yeah you know um, since you ask about that you know the previous logo you know I think it was a fun logo but the more we kind of like looked at our company who we are and you know what that logo looks like I think it was just kind of outdated and you know it had that kind of like gothic lettering and you know just I didn't, I don't think it was representing us well enough. And as a, a you know, brand that and a company that's trying to always be modern and, um, you know, be one step ahead of themselves. Like, I think it was important for us to be like, okay, does our logo represent who we are, you know, and, you know, we are, you know, modern and changing and, um, you know, just trying to be fashion forward. So I think the new logo represents us a lot better than the old one does. And we're always trying to improve. So, that change is just a sign of like more things coming. Yeah, that's, I mean, brands evolve. Yeah, you can't like something that's cool in like the late 90s just isn't cool anymore. Right. So you have to, it's not like it, you know, it's just no problem with evolving things. And yeah, yeah you guys do have like, that's a nice service to be able to offer to all of your ambassadors, like editing video and creating like posters and things like that. Because I mean, if people can't, don't have in their own in-house designers to do that right. for them, but it makes yeah. such an impact. So that's a really cool bonus for them. Definitely. And so, yeah. And we also promote whatever they're doing as well. Yeah. You know, like um, if, you know, one of them is running a contest, like Carly Hunter's doing her back to basics contest yeah. right now. And so we're like, let us promote, let us help, pri help provide prizes for it. You know, so uh, any events that our brand ambassadors do, we always try to sponsor them. You know, um, they kind of are like our first um, priority when it comes to events that we sponsor. Um, and just anything, like they can come to us with any idea they have. And we're here with open ears and we're going to help them in any way we can. Yeah, because you guys, we've talked about this multiple times, how 
you guys are everywhere at like any poll event. It's always sponsored by like X poll and bad kitty. <laughs> yeah. You know, we try it. It's really hard because there's so many events now, you know, yeah. and so we get a lot of requests and I wish we could sponsor all of them, but now we have to be, you know, selective on how many we can, but our main goal is to give back to the community. Like we see like if the industry is successful, we're successful. So we really try to do things that are moving the industry forward and helping the industry and just trying to create more standardizations and helping those events that are doing the right thing and putting pole in the right light. So it's just a, you know, it's a constant um, work towards, you know, getting this community um, to, you know, be seen by the general public as something really um, respectable and a true sport for what it is. And I know there's a lot of, you know, debates that go on between, um, stripping and pole dancing and whatnot. But I think we really just need to like come together and like, you know, show that this is a positive thing and it's helped people in more than physical ways. It's helped people mentally and therapeutically, emotionally. So I think we really need to just come together as a community and uh, not worry about the small differences, but, you know, really think about what's important here. Yeah. And that's, and you guys have done a lot to do that and to promote. Um, and so what, you know, we just talked about, you did the new logo. So it's since you kind of hinted that, that there may be new things to come, but what's, what's the trajectory with bad kitty, anything that's, you know, missions moving forward? Yeah, there's a lot of things in the work. Like we are constantly trying to think outside the box. And really when I think of bad kitty, I think of so much more than just a clothing company. Um, I think of them as a media company, you know, and just there's a lot of ideas and things in the work. And, you know, some of them I can't talk about, but I can say that, you know, we are just trying to expand tremendously, you know, like not only when it comes to like manufacturing and clothing, but other parallels as well. So, you know, I I think that they're, that bad kitty is going big places. And I think that the industry is going big places and that, you know, we just need to make sure we're ready for it and do everything we can to make sure the public is ready for it and make sure that the stories that get out in the media are like the good ones and the positive ones. You know, it's hard for the media to cover just something positive. They want to see like, oh, the controversy and there's kids in pole dancing and whatnot. So I think it's our responsibility as like pole pioneers to like try to get, you know, the most positive things seen in the general public and the media. Yeah, it's necessary. That's really cool. Um, and so what about, you know, let's go back to Mina for a second. You know, you said that after you left Red Bull that you're very happy with, you know, kind of your, your life now. So what is like now, like being someone who still does pole dance and now works for Bad Kitty and pole dance, like what's like your average day or week like? Yeah. So, um, I work from home and I, um, spend like most of the day like handling our social media and responding to emails looking through any you know event submissions for sponsors that come in and talking to our brand ambassadors about you know issues they have or things that they need help with um and then also kind of like right now we're doing for instance a lot of planning for pole expo so looking at what items we're going to bring to pole expo what our booth is going to look like um what our fashion show is going to be you know just 
so many different um, layers to the company that I have a hand in. So a lot of that is just kind of with my face in the computer um, and just going back and forth with like emails and um, chats and whatnot. And then, you know, obviously I still try to keep my pole dancing. Um, so I teach, I teach about um, five classes a week. And I teach now, I teach silks, I teach hoop, I teach aerial yoga, I teach flexibility, and I teach pole. Um, so all of that, and then I'm trying to train as well. So I um, try to take as many classes as I can um, and also just, like, train. So right now I have um, a performance coming up for Pole Show LA at Pole Expo and our fashion exhibition at Pole Expo. So, and then literally in a week from now, I am leaving to Korea. Um, you know, my partner, Nadia Sharif, and my best friend, um, she's putting on a camp there. It's a movement camp with pole, b-boy, tricking. Um, and so I'm going to be going with her and helping out. And I'm also going to be um, bringing silks with me. So I'm introducing silks to the studio that we will be there, um, which is really exciting for me. And then we're also going to Philippines and teaching some workshops there. And then we also just took like two days to kind of unwind at like uh, Island Beach on our last two days there. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, because you've yeah. won competitions with Nadia. You do like doubles performances and things like that, right? Yeah, definitely. So we, um, you know, did a number of competitions together and I just love working with her. It's so fun. And, um, you know, she does a lot more pole than I do. You know, it's kind of like her. She's a traveling polar teaching workshops everywhere. And that lifestyle is just insane. Like, I don't know where she is half the time, you know. Um, and you just have to get used to traveling so much. And I kind of, you know, I have two dogs that I like am obsessed with. So I kind of <laughs> like being at home a little bit more. But and you know, a husband. I, yeah, and a husband. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I try to I try to get like a nice balance of like travel and being at home and training, you know, and I like to cook and stuff. So it, it's, it's all about finding the right balance because it's easy to get stressed out. It's easy to overtrain. And so it's like, you know, I do a lot of yoga as well. And that kind of helps me, you know, with therapy and, you know, being just happy with myself and at peace and you know that's the most important thing to me is just being happy doing what I love and you know feeling like I'm making an impact yeah and you've been doing it for a long time so I can't imagine if you were doing traveling this whole time you would just be kind of beaten down at this point so <laughs> yeah I would be burned out you have to I think there's like a lifespan for that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I'm such a homebody. I'm with you, girl. Like what yeah. I hear when I talk to people on this podcast that they, they like about the touring life and the traveling, it sounds like so like wanderlusty, like, oh, I'm going to the Philippines and I'm going here, I'm doing this. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I would be so exhausted. Like, I know, I know. And they are, like, it's yeah. not easy, yeah. Give them a lot of credit. That's fun that you can, like, team up and do certain travels, so. Right, I'm like, uh, let me selectively go on maybe one or two trips here and there. Yeah. Ones that end with the beach vacation, exactly. ideally. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So you kind of, moving forward, you just see yourself, like, continuing with Bad Kitty, you're still training, which is amazing, and still performing. Yeah, definitely. I just kind of want to, you know, I really look up to Jack and Trisha as leaders. Like, I see all the, you know, trials and tribulations of owning your own company. And it's, it's, 
it's such hard work, you know, and it, it takes like constant kind of passion and work and making sure you are just constantly able to evolve and change and, you know, be quick when the company needs you to. So I really look up to them and I hope to, you know, kind of um, just get to a point where people can feel inspired by what I'm doing. Like in the pole industry, it's really hard to keep a lifetime career, you know, because usually you pole dance and, you know, once your body can't handle it anymore, you're like, okay, what do you do then? You know, so I think it's really cool that Bad Kitty has created careers for people who are passionate about pole dancing. Um, And I just hope to kind of help expand that and help make more opportunities for more people. Yeah, because the industry is only growing. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's lots more opportunities to create. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So let's, um, let's jump into the second part of the interview, the standard questions I ask everyone. Yeah. Okay, so... Who is Nina Mechanic's pull crush? Uh, there's so many of them, you know, <laughs> and just people I train with every day I really look up to. But if I had to, like, kind of point out one person, I might say Marianne Kromp because, like, not only is she, like, insanely good and ridiculously flexible and just watching her is, like, it's such a treat, but she's also, like, the kindest person I know. And she just, every time you talk to her, she just, gives you such a big hug and so much affirmation and just is such a loving person. And so I love that she has like the whole package of like being a sweetheart as well as, you know, such an amazing dancer. That's so good to hear. It's such a small industry still that I feel like you can't get away with treating people crappy or being right. like it gets divish because yeah, <laughs> everyone knows. So <laughs> <laughs> reputation will travel fast and so that's sweet to know that she genuinely is a good yeah. good sweet person in addition to an amazing polar yeah <laughs> great crush and so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years I would really like to see like more standardization um and so things like um I think there's too many competitions out there. I wish that competitions would come together to make fewer, bigger competitions um, because it's like every, you know, people who don't know pole dancing will be like, oh, yeah, my friend won. um, She's like the champion of pole dancer, you know, because everyone (laughs) thinks they know the champion because there's all these competitions, you know. So I think that there needs to be like more standardizations and, you know, communities coming together to um, just build like you know sort of like what united pole artists is doing where it's like we have one cohesive organization that you know is balanced and has a different you know board of directors and people that bring in the opinions of the general public um and you know just trying to stop having you know internal arguments and start working together as like one you know big real community i kind of have been like comparing our us to the election right now and how like the Democrats are so divided, you know, and the Republicans are so divided. It's like, okay, we are, you know, the Republic of pole dancers. Like we need to be united. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Hopefully we don't have any of like these terrible characters. Like, yeah. Our terrible characters do not equate with the terrible I characters know, right? in politics. Thank <laughs> freaking God. But <laughs> 
Yeah, it's true. Look, I couldn't even keep two competitions straight that happened in 2009. I think there were two of them and I confused yeah. them earlier in this. Right. <laughs> because it's, they all sound the same to me. <laughs> too. Oh, but yeah, it's difficult. And so even just like uh, we had Amy Guyon on a few episodes ago and she had a similar thing where even just standardizing like the pole, the names of the moves. Yeah. Because that's, that's even like a confusing thing. Um I- <laughs> so it's still the wild west mm-hmm. it's getting there we just have to work yeah it'll get there um what do you have coming up that you'd like to share with us let's talk about both you and bad kitty yeah so um pole expo is kind of our biggest event of the year like we do a lot of preparation leading up to it so while we are there we have our bad kitty fashion exhibition and that's um saturday of Pole Expo, and it's from 3 to 4 p.m., like, on the main Pole Expo stage, and we're going to be showing off, like, all of our new designs, maybe some unreleased stuff, and all of our brand ambassadors will be there, and they'll put on little performances. It's super fun. So if you're going to be at Pole Expo, I definitely recommend, um, you know, being at the main stage during that time. Yeah, we Um, talk about Pole Expo a lot on here, but just for in case someone's tuning in for the first time, Pole Expo is the second weekend of September in Las Vegas, Nevada. So look it up, poleexpo.com. There's going to be a lot of amazingness happening there. Yeah, we also have a, um, this year we're bringing our spins and tricks battle to Pole Expo. And what it is, is like anybody can actually apply right now. Um, If you go to... There's links on our Facebook page, but um, you can apply for it and you just have to show up wearing pole fit and you have to just show either one trick or one spin and you have 30 seconds to do it. Um, And it's kind of cool because you don't have to do like a whole routine or a whole even pass or a combo, Um, just one trick or one spin. And then we choose one winner for the best trick and one winner for the best spin. And they'll get like a big prize from Bad Kitty and a trophy. And it's just super fun. You know, it's like a little battle. Um... And so we've done it at PoleCon in years past. So this year we're bringing it to Pole Expo. So that's something else we're doing there. Um, as, and there'll probably be other things. But, you know, come check out our booth, too. We're going to have a really big booth this year and lots of new cool designs that haven't been seen before. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing we have coming up for um, Bad Kitty. And, um, yeah, myself, uh, the trip to Korea. So the camp is called Insights Movement Camp, and it's going to be Nadia teaching. Marlo's going to be there teaching, Kenneth Cow and Heidi Coker. So I'm actually excited to take a lot of those classes that they're going to be teaching during the camp. Um, And then we're going to be at um, in Philippines. Um, I believe the studio we're going there is called Pole Cat. And we're going to be teaching oh, doubles workshops there. Um, and then, yeah, Nadia and I are this year planning to do doubles hoop um, and, as opposed to pole. So, you know, just trying to show a little different variety um, that we have. And so we're putting together a little routine. Um, and we have some other dancers that are going to be joining us for like a group performance at Pole, at, um, pole Show LA during Pole Expo. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I've noticed you've been doing like a lot of like more like aerial arts recently, yeah. which I think is such a natural transition and, and compliment. Like you don't have to transition out of pole, but it complements pole super well. So yeah, it does. And so many studios offer both now. So yeah. um, it's really great. I think a lot of pole dancers get burned out, you know, and you're doing it so much. And you know, the pole can be really hard on the body. It's like this just hard piece of metal that like causes like just 
bruising and I mean not to say that silks and hoop don't hurt because they have their own pain and their own kind of ways but it's nice to change it up you know so especially after doing it for so many years it's just fun to like explore different things and um, I just think they're both so they're like silks hoop hammock they're also beautiful in their own ways so it's really fun to cross train in them. Yeah, I was just going to say, we always talk about cross-training on here, like burlesque and, and things like that, but Lyra and tissue and, and aerial arts and acro yoga and all that stuff. It's like, it's all just going to enhance your pole skills. Yeah, it really is. I feel like I've gotten so much stronger from doing silks. Um, yeah, and then I also try to train just in other fields as well. Like I do a lot of yoga. I'm obsessed with yoga. And then I've also been doing... Um, Pilates and like Legree method, um, which is kind of a form of Pilates that's um, really kind of advanced and super hard and gets your muscles to a point of fatigue. And so I guess I like get so sore from it. And I just like that it kind of, you know, works a lot of muscles that we wouldn't necessarily use and pull like with pull, you know, we're lifting our entire body and we're using our main shoulder muscles. And a lot of people have been I've gotten a shoulder injury from it. And I know a lot of people have because we're working the main muscles and the surrounding muscles don't necessarily um, complement and gain the strength to support the main muscles. So I think that cross training in other um, parallels is really helpful to prevent injury and to just be more balanced. Yeah. Amen. I 100% agree with that. (laughs) But everyone gets so excited. We all like, I want to take pole every night of the week. I know. It's hard (laughs) to find the time. There's not enough time in the day. And that's completely true. I was just going to say as well, it's like, all right, we're not trained unless you are training like it is hard to (laughs) to do it all. So like, you know, Carol Helm said last week, there's no rush to the top, you know, and as you support like, by doing these all these different other activities, you're going to actually stay stronger and stay away from injury, and therefore you will get better in the end. Right, I completely agree. It's better than being being oh, it. Yeah. yeah, than being hurt, and injured, not being able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. And I will put your social media and I will put Bad Kitty social media in the show notes for anyone um, who's interested, so they can find out um, all these camps and about the spin and trick contest at Pull Expo. Yeah. That sounds really cool. And so you can um, do that Snapchat post that we talked about so we can yes. all figure out how to follow <laughs> each other. That's That yeah. would be perfect. Um, and so before we wrap things up, can you leave us with an empowering message or quote or anecdote? Yeah, I would just say, you know, do what you love. Um, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work another day. So I, you know, took a lot of steps to make sure that I was like living the life that I wanted to live. So just go out there, you know, and grab life, like whatever it is that you see yourself doing and being happy doing I know a lot of pole dancers have kind of like made the decision to like leave their full-time jobs to like pursue pole and fitness you know and it's a hard thing to do but you know do you know follow your dreams like I know it sounds cheesy but I I did it and I couldn't be more happy and so you know it's all about just it's all about love you know loving yourself and giving yourself you know the right what you deserve you know we all deserve to be happy yeah. And look, you're not, you know, people love pole. 
you don't necessarily, as your proof, there are companies out there that are completely entrenched in poll, but it doesn't involve, you know, your job title doesn't involve you being able to like execute tricks or win competitions. So, (laughs) and I feel like, you know, I love that the more people who, you know, brands that are out there that are supporting the industry and it's growing it, it's all just going to like make it more robust. So it truly is. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, Mina. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. It's been been really fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.